Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Fantasy Sports Today. Here we are for hour number three on FST. Moving into the host chair to bring in my buddy and hockey aficionado, George Kurtz. I watched like 10 minutes of a hockey game the other night. Are you impressed? <laughs> so this mean, does this mean we're changing on the fly? Is that what we're doing? Dan Stafford's over the boards. Uh, I'm on the ice. Uh, good morning, Mike. Good morning. What's Mike, up, I, I just had the breakfast of champions, Mike. Uh, you know, when you're, when you're desperate and you're hungry, you don't have much time. Uh, a little... Uh, Little Pepsi mixed with seltzer and uh, cheddar rockets. So I'm all good to so, go now. Pretty gross. Why are you mixing the Pepsi with the seltzer? I'm trying to cut down the Pepsi. Got it. Do you drink you know, a lot of Pepsi? I, yeah, unfortunately, it's like the only it, Pepsi keeps me alive because I really don't eat or drink <laughs> much else. Regular Pepsi or diet Pepsi? <laughs> regular Pepsi. Diet Pepsi. Uh, I never never enjoyed Why that. Why Pepsi? Taste. I'm sorry. Would you prefer I drink Coke? Yeah, I would. It's the better drink. I, I, this is a Coke, very weird start to this hour, by the way. It's probably Coke is all seltzer as it is, so I couldn't really mix it with seltzer. It wouldn't taste as good. Uh, Pepsi, Pepsi yeah. is sweeter. I mean, the, the, the difference between the two is Coke is seltzer, Pepsi is sweeter. If you ever take the challenge, by the way, pour them both at the same time, Coke fizzes up higher. It's an easy way yeah. to tell. For those yeah, who yeah. want to uh, beat, beat that little challenge that no one has any idea what I'm talking about because you weren't born. Yeah, that's a, like a 40-year-old reference, buddy. So I think it's 30, anyway, by this, the way. I think, I think it was the this, 80s, all right? It's off, it's off to a weird start here. George likes Pepsi. I watched 10 minutes of hockey. But anyway, <laughs> good, good, good to have you on. And uh, I was saying to Dan Stafford in the previous couple of hours, we, uh, I'm getting to the point where I'm almost talked out. But uh, I got this hour. I got three more hours tomorrow. So uh, I'm anticipating the game quite a bit. I, I think I've decided that I have I have a narrative how I think it's going to go. But the good news is I don't expect it to be a blowout. So uh, I'm giving the Rams a chance. I, I've said a bunch of times I'm picking the Pats. I have futures bets on the Pats. I don't think I'm going to hedge back the other way with the Rams, although I do think that if you hadn't, had any futures on this. I think the value is in the Rams and the points. I just think the teams are close enough that I think that's where the value is. But uh, has anything jumped out to you over the course of these last 12 days and talking about it that you feel really dedicated to or that you've changed your mind on? Oh, as far as uh, the points go, I am going to have a lot of bets on the game, but not on the actual game itself. I'm not going to be betting the over-under or uh, the Pats or the Rams. I think think that's going to be a good yeah, I, I think do. a total sharp. I think that's right where it's going to be, 57. And if it's 55 or 56, you know, I, I wouldn't shock me. 
Yeah, so I, I don't feel any really strongly about that, Mike. And I'm not a better who bets just for the sake of betting, especially not when I, there's over a thousand prop bets at Westgate. <laughs> I can yeah. find things I like yeah. that'll keep me entertained. Uh, I, so I'll, I'll be heavy on the props, which I knew always knew I was because I, I like prop bets anyway, Mike. But on single games. You know, games where you're just watching one game, like Thanksgiving, I go bananas on prop bets as well. Especially the, uh, the, the Detroit game, which is usually terrible at 1 o'clock. You know, so I go bananas there, so yep. I'm, I'm entertained there. And I'll do the same thing here. I've already made probably about a dozen, and those are just the ones I, uh, I, I knew I wasn't going to change no matter what. I'll probably do twice that amount as we get to tomorrow. You know, uh, bets that I'll finally lock in on. Generally, when I do props, Mike, I like five to ones or better, so I'm looking for, you know, plus 500, somewhere around there. I agree. And I, I understand you know, most of these bets are not going to come in. But if you do the implied odds, I, for, all, let's say for every five bets, I need two to win. If I can just get two of those to come in. You know, right. if Gaskowski or Zerlein can hit a post tomorrow. Hit a post, please. And apparently it's not the crossbar. Gabe told me this earlier. I thought it was the crossbar, but no, just a, just a post. That's seven and a half to one. All right, I'll take that. Just about one little post. All right, so hit a post, guys. Hit me a post. Yep. Yeah. Uh, the, the bet that I like the most, and unfortunately the odds have plummeted on it, there are some books that open two to one on a successful two-point conversion. It's down to about plus 140 now, but still you're getting plus odds on that. In two of the last three Super Bowls, not last year's, but the previous two, there were successful two-point conversions, and I think there were several attempted last year, but none of them hit. And I think you're going to see one in this game. Now, it may play out straight up, but the rate at which these coaches – uh, like to go for two or feel like they compelled to go for two and the success rate that they have in going for two, it, that's a bet that I like a lot. Another one that has come up uh, that I was just really looking at with Dan in the last hour is there's some interesting ones on the FanDuel Sportsbook with two-player touchdown combos. So you need both players to score a touchdown. You can get plus 500 on Gronk and James White. That's five to one. Both of them have to score a touchdown. Now, I know it's a little bit of a parlay play, but those are kind of interesting ones that you're getting all plus money on. Uh, you know, Gurley and Chris Hogan is six to one. Sony Michelle and Chris Hogan is six, six uh, and a half to one. So those types of combos are pretty interesting to me as I get closer and closer to the game. I haven't done any of the combos. Uh I haven't really looked at them all that closely. I may have to take a little. Once again, that might be something I look at tomorrow, what I feel there yeah. uh, as yeah. far as combos. Because I do like the two-pointers, you mentioned. I've already put, uh, put my bets down on those. Uh, yeah. That one, <laughs> excuse me, they'll be either attempted or uh, attempted and obviously completed successful two-point attempts. I do think that'll happen as well. Because I think, I wonder, not so much Belichick. But I do think McVay will think outside the box, and I think he also might make some mistakes as far as going for two points maybe when he shouldn't and that sort of That's thing. And plus, right. once again, in, in a final game, Mike, we've, I know not recently. Recently we've had good Super Bowls. But there was a time where every, like every Super Bowl was a blowout, and, one, uh, and they're going to try to go for the extra point quickly. You know, you're down by 15 points. You want it. Uh, you, you don't want to wait. So I wonder if that could happen too. I just think in, in a, a final game, the odds of a two-point conversion, at least being attempted, is better. It's yeah. just better. So uh, I like that bet as well. We were talking the other day. I was on the FST podcast that I was doing with um, Justin Vreeman from Number Fire. 
uh, just yesterday, and he was saying that there's been studies that show that coaches actually call games more aggressively later in the season and in the playoffs than they do during the course of the regular season. So it does lead to stuff like the Philly special and the Pats throwing a pass to Brady, even though he can't catch, and uh, to uh, a wide variety of two-pointers being tried and made and missed in the whole thing. How about this one for a prop bet? And I know we're doing this backwards, but George and I are on for an hour, and we've talked about the Super Bowl for two weeks. Oh. So uh, we're just, I'm just attacking some prop bets now. Which player, if you had to put a couple of bucks down on it, is most likely to score two-plus touchdowns? Uh, either team? Yep. You know what? I don't like anybody on New England uh, to score that I, that I think is going to score two-plus. I think they get spread around too much. I think I'd probably lean towards Todd Gurley. Yeah, even yeah, though he's five been to hand- one, George. Even though he's been hampered of late, he's still scoring touchdowns. Mm-hmm. Right? He's still scored a touchdown with Dallas, still scored one versus New Orleans. I would probably go with Gurley, even though I truly believe, as you know, that there's an injury happening here. That everything they're telling us is BS. That it's okay. Yeah. Oh, we decided to split the carriers with CJ Anderson. It's bullcrap. All right, you're not taking a chance when you have an old world or running back by well, like Gurley that CJ Anderson is gonna get the job done. Something's wrong with Gurley. Yeah. Yeah. So that's five to one there. Um he he he, he has such a large share of touchdown equity in that offense. I, I think that's an interesting one uh, at value. Now, he's got to score twice, so, you know, it's not a lock by any stretch of the imagination. In fact, you know, he's um, you know, we've seen other games where they've put up a lot of points and he hasn't gotten in the end zone. So, yeah, I, look, I was just reading Evan Silva's article, and he, he's really trying to get the point across that there probably isn't anything wrong with Gurley based on what the Rams have been saying and the fact that he's practiced in full for about a month. Um, I tend to think that they are hiding a little something. Uh, I, I don't know. He did drop a couple of passes against the Saints and he missed a blitz pickup. So I, I just don't think that you punitively bench somebody like Todd Gurley during the NFC Championship game because he missed a blitz. I think you give him a playoff, but you don't have him out for long periods of time. Agreed. Agreed. I think you read it correctly there. Uh, so there's something going on there. I, like I, said, I think it's something we'll find out maybe this week you know, or next week, whatever it is, that uh, he hurt some, like, did some ligament damage somewhere, whether it be plantar fasciitis, ankle ligaments, whatever it might be. Uh, I think that's that injury is from that Monday night game against KC. Well, we saw that in the early first quarter, and I don't think it's it's healed. Even with the uh, the bye week, even though they gave him extra weeks to rest at the end of the season here, it's just not healed. So it's just, I think it's a significant injury as well here. Maybe he can't push off. Maybe it feels good one play, but as soon as you play, it doesn't feel Who knows? But I definitely think there's an injury at play here. Yeah. So, all right. So here's my I'll, – I'll just lay it out for you, and you could counteract this. Excuse me. However you want. So obviously – the Patriots are contending with Aaron Donald and, to some extent, and Dominic Sue. The the exterior of their offensive line is better than the interior of their offensive line. Tom Brady has proven to be uncomfortable when there's a pocket disintegrating. We saw this historically, specifically in the Super Bowls, against um, the Giants teams against Atlanta a couple of years ago. He was pretty uncomfortable. And we've seen it a number of times uh, over the course of his career. When the when the pocket isn't set, Brady's uncomfortable. He doesn't play as well. It's the same for every quarterback, by the way. But Brady in particular doesn't have any mobility, so it disturbs him more than Brady can get disturbed. So by to counteract that, I'm just expense- expecting a massive amount of targets to White and Edelman, which is part of their normal game plan anyway. But I think 
it'll be accentuated because they're going to try and get the ball out of his hands as quickly as possible, which they always do effectively. But in particular, that can counteract some of the pass rush from the Rams. Do you buy that? You know, it's funny. I agree with everything you just, you just said 100%. I think I said something similar. I don't know if it was a Gabe, Cam, Scott or, uh, earlier in the week. And I believe it was Scott who made a very valid point. And he said, well, you know what? If we're talking about it, don't you think the Rams know this too? Of course. You know, and, and of, course they, of course they do, right? Of course they do. So, which makes you think that it's Belichick, it's McDaniel. So they'll, and they'll know what the Rams know, that we know what we're going to do. So they'll change up completely. And it won't be a White or Edelman game. It'll be a Hogan game. It'll, be a, it'll try to be a Gronk game or maybe a Rex Burkhead game out of the backfield, stuff like that. Uh, it's, a, listen, it's a chess match. I mean, on paper, I 100% agree with you. Because what the Rams do is pressure up the middle. Aaron Donald, Nadamik and Sue, that's what they do well. Sue has woken up in the playoffs and at the end of the, uh, of the season, maybe just coasting through the regular season, waiting for this point. You know, he's Probably. woken up. Aaron, Aaron Donald's been a monster, a freak, all year long. They can make life hell for Brady and not allow him to step up into that pocket. That being said, the Patriots' offensive line has played fantastic. What I mean, Brady doesn't no need to wash his uniform. Right, the uniforms because it's white at the end, so it was at the beginning. You know, so maybe that uh, I think that's the key to the game right there. Offensive line versus Donald and Sue. Can they keep that pressure off? Can they keep that pocket somewhat clean? Not that Brady's not going to get hit. I imagine he will. You know, the uh, I guess I'll get that in a second. Here. But I agree with you. I think that's the key of the matchup in this game. And listen, I'm I'm if it ain't broke, don't fix a guy. I am still going to throw the ball to White Edelman. I'm going to force the Rams to show me to show me they can stop. And if they do, I'll adjust from there. But but I wanted to bring up, there's another prop bet, Mike, that we were talking about, I believe. Uh, I think it was me, uh, Scott, Gabe, and I. Uh, the over-under on sacks combined, Goff, Brady, whatever, the quarterbacks for both teams, three and a half. It's incredibly low, but three and a half. I mean, uh, Brady hasn't been sacked all in the, all the playoffs long. Barely hit in the playoffs. You know, Goff hasn't really been sacked, I think, maybe once. Three and a half, though, is a low number. And Scott and I are both on oh, no. the. It seems to me it's, it's a sucker bet because they want you to take the over, I think, but uh, I'm still taking the under here. I'm going to take but the under it, on that. If it goes over, I, I'd probably Pro- guess it would be four, and that's not enough cushion for me. Do you know what I mean? I need a little bit more cushion than that. It's not going to be a five or six or seven sack game, in my estimation. Somebody will get blown out if that happens, and I don't see that happening. But, you know, Grady Jarrett had three sacks against. Brady by himself uh, a couple of years ago, and they lost the game. So there's an appetite there. I'm sure Matt Ryan, we know Matt Ryan took a sack because there was the strip sack fumble that turned the entire game around. So Run the ball! That game. That, I know. Sorry. That, that, Too right. soon? Yeah. Well, Devontae Freeman, it'd be nice if he picked up a blitz. It'd also be nice if they ran the ball more than four times when they had a 25-point lead. So uh, I digress. So, um, But that's an interesting one. That is a low number. They do want you to take the over. They do. They they really they're really tempting you to take that over. Begging. But uh, that's one I've already taken. Begging. That's that's one of the twelve I've already got so far, as I'm still taking the under under three and a half on the combined sex. Throw out one or two more that you have already. I did go for the fun one of hitting a post. Uh, yeah. yeah I, once again, I I understand. I mean, people could you know, Scott couldn't quite grasp this. I understand it's probably a loser. I know that. Okay, odds are there, these guys aren't going to hit a post. 
But Why don't we just go with the long field goal prop if you want to I did that too, by the way. Got that uh, one as well. <laughs> but yeah, I was 45 a and a half. Uh, that's, I think that's one of Gabe's favorites, and I agree with him. Uh, for the long Gabe one, plays that every week. He does. Every week in the NFL slate, he picks the game that he thinks it's most likely, and he plays it. The reason this I is a good be- one, by the way. It's indoors with two good kickers. That's- I know Zerline is dealing with an illness, and uh, Zerline is known to have a little bit of a foot issue, but he's not even listed on the injury report anymore. It's indoors, two good kickers. I also think in the first quarter, or at least a good part of the first quarter, it's a feeling out. You know, so we're both yep. feeling out. So I think there could be field goal tries there, and one could be a long one. I look, I said it last week many times. I mean, the Rams didn't even play to get a 45 yard field goal last week. They were playing for the 50 pluser. They had extreme confidence in Zerline, so they'll take their chances on him putting it through that uh, those uprights. And Gus Kowski can kick the that long 57 as well. 57-yard walk-off field goal. I feel like it's the most under-talked-about right, thing right. No of the entire talking about game. Like He's it was expected. a freaking bomb to, to win, to go to the Super Bowl. He but had a 57-yard field goal. Isn't that today's game, though, Mike? The kickers are so good. They may not be accurate, but they can kick it. I mean, come on. I mean, you look at the guy in and Dallas. And if you man. look back at it, he hit the net. Yeah, that ball like would have been good from 60 plus. Bar. Yeah, easy, easy. Um, so, yeah, yeah he I, says I, I love he, that. Yeah, Evan Sel- uh, Silva says it here. The Rams kicker Greg Zerline and Patriots kicker Steven Goskowski combined to make at least one field goal of 46 plus, which that is the long field goal prop, 45 and a half or over. Uh, one make it lo- at least one field goal of 46 plus yards in 10 games this season, despite Zerline missing five games due to injury. So, 10 different occasions that these guys hit the long field goal prop. So, Super Bowl 53 is indoors, obviously, and it's an optimal kicking environment. So, we'll keep going through George's prop bets, we'll break down. How the Rams can win it. You know, we've sort of said how the Patriots can, how the Patriots will look offensively. We'll take a look at maybe some of those alternate players. Philip Dorsett at two to one on scoring a touchdown is kind of interesting. Uh, does George buy into the Gronk narrative of this is his last game, so they're going to feed him the ball all day? And uh, can Gurley do it? How will Gurley do it? Brandon Cooks, does Jared Goff have a legit shot at this MVP? We'll talk about all this kind of stuff after the break um, as we head towards 11 o'clock when George continues along. So it's Mike and George on FST, the Saturday edition Super Bowl preview. Be right back, right back on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Did you know that you can listen to this show live on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network? Listen on the iHeartRadio app, the TuneIn Radio app, or download the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network is the only totally free, 24-7, 365 Fantasy Sports Network of its kind without a subscription. Check out YouTube Live on the Fantasy Sports Network YouTube page and participate in the program in there, where you can ask questions, discuss the topics with other fantasy enthusiasts, or tell everyone that you disagree. Call into your favorite show and ask your question. The number is 844-84-FNTSY. That's 844-843-6879. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network, your free fantasy source, 24 hours a day. stuff for George Kurtz right here. Sean Engel producing. You find George on Twitter at George Kurtz. I'm at Mike Blewett. But get 50% off at DailyRoto.com Elite Monthly Membership if you sign up before Super Bowl 53 kickoff. So 
The Elite Package features access to premium fantasy content for all sports. So that's NFL, NBA, MLB, golf, and NHL. There's a premium lineup optimizer for FanDuel and DraftKings for NFL, NBA, MLB, and golf. We have access to betting tools, player props, and more. Customizable fantasy projections and rankings for FanDuel and DraftKings. Professional commentary via the premium podcast. And I can tell you that... The NFL podcast in conjunction with their NFL weekly analysis is absolute must-listen-to, must-read type of stuff. They have written fantasy content and sleep breakdowns. There's FanDuel and DraftKings ownership projections for the NFL only, and then DFS strategy guides, research tools, and lineup alerts. So just enter promo code SB53 to get your 50% off a DailyRoto.com elite monthly membership and cash in on your prop, ATS, and totals wagers on the big game. That's promo code SB53. So um, uh, just to give you a schedule update, for the rest of the day. I want to do that because George is going to continue along here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network on Weekend Fantasy Update, which starts at 11, runs until 2. Then you have In This League with Chris Welsh and Scott Bogman. And then a bunch of replays of uh, stuff throughout the week. Tomorrow we got a full slate uh, of uh, me being on. Uh, we got a special Super Bowl Sunday Edition. You're on uh, Fantasy Sports Today in the morning. Is that right? No, I'm on. Uh, I'll be giving the uh, top of the hour updates. Uh, interesting tidbits oh, from oh, four, to, 4 to 10, I think. Uh, interesting tidbits. I'm going to tell people about my day, how my daughter did soccer that morning. Maybe what I'm having a <laughs> dinner, what I'm going to snack on. What are, you, what are you absolutely eating? Like, what do you have to have? Uh, I'm not... Pepsi and weird Pepsi <laughs> seltzer combo. Yeah, there will be the Pepsi seltzer combo. That'll be the one thing. Other than that, right now there's nothing in the house, so I have no idea. I will have to go out shopping. Oh, my wife will go out and get something. Uh, I don't know. I don't even know what she's doing. You know, so I don't know if she'll be home or if she's going to go to a. Usually, one of her friends has a Super Bowl party, which I would be dragged along to. And uh, now, uh, because I'm working, I'll just have to stay home. Oh damn! Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah. It, could, it just could really be a pizza, upset. Mike. I mean, I'm crushed. Absolutely crushed. Not that I listen. I, there was a good party last no wings? year. I enjoyed. Uh, I'm not. I can't because I'm, how am I going to do wings and talk on the radio if I got to call at the same time? Be all, be all messy. It's kind of hard. Yeah. Yeah. So I got to be careful there, right? I got to be professional, Mike. Got to be professional, yeah, yeah. Mike. Yeah. So super, uh, super, super professional. Yeah. I'm, Dur- during I'm the updates being... on the Super Bowl that everybody's watching for uh, that ninety percent of the people are watching to see. But I'm here for the ten percent. I can't watch it, Mike. That's right. Okay. That's right. They upset they can't uh, but, watch it that are away from a TV for some reason or didn't know a Super Bowl was tomorrow because they're oblivious to everything on the planet. Uh, yeah. So I'm here for those people, you know. Cool. So the, I'm, I'm all about I'm all about them. Maybe maybe some pizza. I'm uh, I'm I'm feeling pizza. Yeah. So we got we got a full slate on uh, on Sunday. Um, yeah, eight to twelve is Roto Experts in the morning. I said Fantasy Sports today. I just missed the name of it. And then there's a twelve to three Super Bowl pregame special. That's myself and Dane Martinez and Joe Ranieri. So, uh, you know, we'll see what we got going on there. It'll be a, a final sprint towards uh, towards the finish line of that game. I think there might be – are Corey and Gabe doing like a Super Bowl special watching the game from the studio? I know there was talks of them doing that. Since well, you're they're the doing ones that, doing the live, right? Because I'll, yeah, I'll yeah, be yeah. on with them. So I, I don't Good. know where okay. they're watching it. You know, if they're watching it in yeah. studio or what, uh, what Gabe's are. up to. I think Gabe said, what, didn't Gabe say he's like 13,000 on this game or somewhere around there? 
My God. Absolutely. Uh, that's, uh, listen, when I say that, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm sure that's on a million bets. So he's not going yeah. to lose 13,000. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think no, he's no, at 13,000 no. on the Patriots minus three. But uh, 13, wow. I mean, uh, you, you have that much on the games. Really guys like us weren't, uh, you know, Richie Rich. How, how could you even watch the game and enjoy? I mean, my God, I wouldn't be able to be like, oh, I'd be, I'd be counting, okay, I just lost 500, okay, 1750, one, one, you know, that's all I'd be doing here is doing the math there on uh, how much I'm up or down at, at uh, this particular particular time in the game. Oh, yeah, it's Corey Parson, Gabe, Mor- Gabe uh, Morenci, and Cam Stewart coming in from Canada. He'll be doing it live with those guys in the studio alive. while you're giving updates, yeah. Cam's been dead pretty much all week, right? Uh, some nasty illness. Yeah, yeah, unfortunately. So hopefully uh, he can make it in here today uh, into New York and uh, and watch the game with those guys. So uh, it's time for him to rally. I think he will. So, uh, okay, let's flip the page over to the other side of things. And we'll do predictions at the end of the hour. I, I'm still working out the score. You know what I mean? I, I'm, I'm within a few points either way. I think it's three or four points for the Pats. I'm still working out the score. Uh, I'll give the final one tomorrow on air. But let's go to the other side of things. You know, how can the Rams win this? How are they going to do it offensively? What do they have to do to attack the Pats? Well, I mean, I think the Pats can be attacked in different ways. Uh, I think before we answer this, I mean, what's up with Gurley? Because I keep trying. I, I look at it the other way, too. You know, you and I, you and I know Girl, um, Belichick likes to stop what the other team does best. And with the Rams, that's generally Gurley. But does Belichick feel the need to do that? Does he still, or does he believe like like I do that he's hurt? He's not going to be that big a uh, bigger part of the gameplay. Does that mean maybe he takes out Brandon Cooks? You know, I'd rather get I'd rather die by knife wounds than the gunshot. You know, that sort of thing here, slow death rather than the one big shot. The Cooks who you know, revenge game and all right. that other crap. I put it I put it almost the exact same way. I said like death by they'll take death by paper cut, right. uh, as opposed to uh, something more forceful than that. The the way the manner in which they took Tyreek Hill out of the game last week makes me think that they're going to look to take Cooks out of the game this week. I, I kind of lean that way. I do. But I don't think that's a killer for the Rams. I mean, they, you know, Robert Woods, once again, would be more the paper-cut guy. Uh, right. I, think, I think the running game will be, without Gurley being at full strength, I don't think it'll be you know, a, a godsend, but I think it'll be solid, solid, maybe a little bit better than it was against the, uh, the Saints last week. So uh, I think the Rams play this pretty much straight up. I do. Because I, I think the Rams might believe in what you've been saying. This is a, a close game. And not, uh, when I might say close, I don't mean 41-38 close. I mean maybe 24-20 close, 24-21 close. So yeah. they're, they're not going to want to make mistakes. That could be bad in the end because you change, sort of change, you know, when you're playing tight, you're playing uh, in some ways not to lose. By, by playing not to make mistakes and not playing I don't think game. McVay will coach that way. I don't think he'll coach that way. I think he might, especially in the early going. I think that'll change at some point. You know, things aren't going well. But I think in the early going, I, I think these teams are both going to try and feel each other out, especially early on in that first quarter, which is why I like that field goal bet so much. I also like the field yeah. goal being the first uh, score of the game, by the way. Uh, I'm big on field goals this, this week. I just Another good gonna... Evan Silva call out on props, by the way. Will both teams have a first half lead? That's plus 120. He's saying Rams field goal, Pats touchdown. You're home. That's a pretty interesting one. <laughs> that is pretty. That's that's not bad. That's not. Bad. I don't think the plus is enough for me to go for it, but it's not bad. I agree with you. Yeah, no, just not enough. Uh, I don't like the odds. So, but uh, so what? Uh, I'll say this. I, I was really encouraged by the fact that they got down thirteen nothing early in New Orleans, and they came back and won. And I know the Saints didn't count, play their best game by not by a long shot, including Breeze, but. 
it was rough there early. You couldn't hear anything. And they were it was 13 nothing and it was looking bad, but they had a couple of defensive stops to limit them to field goals. That could have been 21 nothing and not 13. And they methodically came back and they utilized everybody in the playbook and Goff outplayed Drew Brees. And I thought McVeigh kept them together in a way that was impressive. They, that could have gone south quickly. In fact, I thought it was going south. I was like, this is bad news. And Goff is not going to be able to come back here. And they did. So I'm encouraged by that. So am I. I am as well. I don't think this, I don't think the Pages run. Pages don't run over anybody in the Super Bowl anyway. No, right? It's haven't. always close games, right? The it's Eagles always was the games. only game where they had any distance, and it still ended up close by the end of it. Yep. Uh, so uh, I think it's going to be a good, solid game tomorrow. I do. Uh, I, think, I don't think the Rams are going to be too big for the moment. I mean, Goff is probably the one guy I would worry about out of everybody. I'm not worried about the defense. You know, these guys are all grizzled veterans there. Uh, can Goff get the ball to his receivers? You know, maybe he has those jitters in the first quarter, the first drive or two. Where he's, uh, you know, remember Brett Favre back in the day, even he in the uh, playoffs would, would be overthrowing receivers because he had just too much, amped up too much. I do wonder if Goff could be that. And his throws will be a little off. But I think he'll get that. You know, once the game go, goes along a series or two, you're fine. So uh, I think Goff's going to be okay. I don't think he's going to light it up. I don't. Because I think the only way he lights it up is if the Patriots are up 21-3. And they have to abandon the run against throw, throw, throw. And I don't think that's going to happen tomorrow. So I think uh, I, I expect like a 24-21 game I could do. Somewhere around there. You know, could it be end up being like 31-21 late score for the other team in the game, you know, to put it out of reach? Sure. But I think for the most part, this is an, uh, a good, fun, entertaining football game. Yeah. Um, I, I was watching Matt Hasselbeck on uh, Pardon the Interruption yesterday. It you know, still remains to be a great show. And Hasselbeck actually talked to Jared Goff, cause Goff and Goff asked him for advice. And he said he gave him very specific advice about the Super Bowl. And Hasselbeck said that when he played against the Steelers in that Super Bowl, it was Super Bowl 40, um, there, there's so much going on on the field. There's old-time quarterbacks that want to chat you up for 30 seconds and say good luck and all this kind of stuff. He couldn't get through his pregame routine because people kept interrupting him. He's like, there's tons of media and old NFL Hall of Famers walking all over the field, and everybody wants to stop and chat you up for a minute. He had to leave the field, go back inside where the locker rooms were, and throw there to get through his pregame workout. So he told Goff, throw on the noise-canceling headphones, don't say hello to anybody, get through your workout and just get through it. He said, because in that sense, it's very different from every other NFL game. The lengthened halftime plus the uh, distractions before the game. I thought that was pretty interesting. And and I thought that's really good advice to give to somebody like Goff because he, there isn't a lot of guys on the team that could lend that information, including his head coach, who's a lot younger than you and I, George. 33. 33, McVeigh is half the age of Bill Belichick. Uh, thankfully, he's not half my age, but he's damn close. Uh, well, not damn close, actually. I'm going to ease so, up there. Still, but, still uh, depressingly younger than both of us. 
Yeah, 33. Got it. Ugh, scary. But uh, listen here. I think that is good advice. I think it's listen. I think it's also to each player his own. Some players, you know, it's just a game. They don't. They're not routine oriented. It really depends how anal you are when you think about it. I can see. I can see it uh, driving some players crazy because the Super Bowl is the Super Bowl. Everything is different. It's hype up. It's hype up the wazoo. You mentioned the halftime normally is 12 minutes. What's going to be at 28? 32, whatever, whatever ridiculous thing it is. Uh, I don't even know who's performing at this uh, the halftime act. Lady you know, Gaga. Be a huge oh, Lady Gaga. Well, I guess I'll be pretty big act. checking out during halftime. To give him credit. Uh, pretty big act. By checking out, I mean checking out of, of the TV. I'll take a yeah. half hour off. Uh, yeah. and I couldn't tell you one Lady Gaga song. Not one. So uh, I have heard really? of her. Yeah, yeah, She's I, famous. I, I've heard I know of her. You, I, I know you're old school, but like... Uh, uh, Poker Face, I guess, is the one song. Is a, nope. Never heard uh, of I can't think of the other ones. You're not going to be able to think of a uh, name one that I know, so it won't matter. Okay. I've heard yeah. of her. I know who she is. Yeah. I might even be able to recognize if you put her in a lineup. But, so uh, let, me ask you, let me ask you a different Rams question then. All the stuff that you and I are buying into, have bought into, at least to some extent, on Gurley. What if he's just fine? And it was an anomaly that he had to come out of the game because he made a few mistakes and he comes out there and he's 100% Todd Gurley to the Rams win because of that. That would, I think that could take the, uh, the Patriots off guard because I don't think they, have, they, they assume he is. I don't, you know, I don't. Uh, I have to, they have to game plan accordingly though. You would. I mean, I don't see Belichick doing anything stupid, like just ignoring Gurley all week. Oh, you know, we're not going to worry about him at all. I don't see him doing that, but I think it might. Listen, the players, it's not like they're not paying attention. not like they haven't seen these games. They're assuming he's not Gurley either. But if you're telling him he comes out tomorrow and he's the Gurley, like he was the first 12 weeks of the season, 13, whatever it was, 13 weeks of the season, boy, do I think the Patriots are like, uh-oh, didn't see this coming. You know, they, they, were they prepared for it? Sure. But were they told about it? Sure. But they still, in the back of their mind, they were thinking, yeah, he's hurt. You know, we were, we're worried about more of the passing game. I still think that's where the focus is uh, on this Belichick defense tomorrow. So I think it would take them a little bit of an adjustment period. You know, I do. I think if Gurley, if, listen, if this is Gurley all season long, Belichick is looking to take him out tomorrow. But because yeah. it hasn't been, I think his focus has gone, like you, you and I believe, probably more to the, towards the Cook side. Let's take yeah. away the gun. You know, we'll, we'll live with the paper cuts, as you put it. Uh, so, so, yeah, I think that would be uh, an interesting subplot should Gurley be Gurley tomorrow. The one issue is that those Pats linebackers, Van Noy and um, Hightower, they're not great against the pass. They're good, solid linebackers, but they're not particularly athletic. They're smart good linebackers who make a bunch of plays, but if Gurley tears it up in the pass game, that's the way, to me, that they can really win. Like, if Gurley's fine and he goes out there, he could have a double-digit catch, 120-yard receiving yard kind of game. I think that's the way that this could happen. I, I don't think Cooks is going to blow their doors off even if he hits one big play. I just think that's an opportunity. And I've read a lot, both from Evan Silva, and I talked to Davis Maddock a couple of days ago, and I heard another analyst breaking it down on VSIN just yesterday. And there's a thought that McVay will start to utilize more 12 personnel than he's used all year. He's used 11 personnel at a historic rate, the most in the league. But uh, utilizing Gerald Everett and Tyler Higbee in some formations could bring a Landon Roberts a 
linebacker that's been mitigated, bring him onto the field, and then they really take advantage of coverage opportunities against a weaker set. Uh, with the Patriots having to come take a defensive back off the field and bring a linebacker that they don't love back onto it. Uh, That's an interesting chess match piece for me, them using more 12 personnel. The whole game's going to be a chess match. I mean, uh, like I said, I I expect it to be – you can make an argument, and I think you stated it earlier, that the Pages go pretty much the same way they went last week, taking like uh, Tyreek Hill out once again, the big play. You know, but I don't. They won't do that. You know, they're not going to show the same things back to back weeks, and they'll show things that no. Goff has never seen or things they haven't done since week two. Now, that's the way the yeah. Bill, uh, Patriots play. Belichick plays. He wants to keep you guessing. And I think he'll try and do that with Goff, who still is a young quarterback, just like he did the last week with Mahomes. Same thing here. Uh, so I think it's going to be fun to see how these two guys match up. You know, defensive wizardry of Belichick versus the offensive wizardry of uh, McVeigh. Should be a good time. Yep. We're going to come back, close out this hour. George will keep it going on Weekend Fantasy Update with Joe Galena. And is it Jim Day on there with you? No, just Joe and I. Just Just Joe Joe and and George. All right. Well, they'll be here at 11, but George and I will be back after this break. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. is a good movie and you go back and watch it you're like wow this thing is littered with movie stars just littered with a ton of movie stars in that there's movie. a lot but, of old time movies that are like that though they'll never be made again because they didn't yeah. cost too much and uh yeah, yeah. You know, you think caddyshack with all the stars they had their cannonball yeah, yeah. run yep yeah, yeah. Cannon- really cool you know what's sad mike like, i'm watching cannonball run the, the other day uh yeah. this is back back when the other r.i.p burn yeah that, that's what i that's what i was bringing bringing up they're all dead, Mike. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. I mean, it's like... Don Deluise, yeah. Right. I'm telling my wife, I'm like, oh, my God. I, I, I love the movie. It's funny. It makes me laugh. I'm like, they're all dead. Yeah, like, yeah. Uh, Not all, but probably probably three quarters of the, uh, the the actors and actresses in that movie are gone. Just, yeah. oh. Well, super depressing way to open this segment. Nice job. Yeah. <laughs> nice job. I'm here for you, Mike. We started off with Pepsi. We're closing it out with uh, dead actors. So it's been an action-packed hour on FST. So, uh, all right, throwing some other prop bets at you. Will there be overtime plus 400? I don't like that. That's Not enough for me. Too- yeah. I think uh, that should be plus be- six, plus seven, I'd go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, will there be a safety in the game? That's plus 500. Once again, that's also not high enough for me. When was the last time we saw a safety in a Super Bowl? When uh, what? There's been a snap over Manning's heads. Yeah, that's been a while, but it's been five years. Um, I'm not, no, not doing there's it. been a in the in the span of the Super Bowls though. 
uh, there's been an unusual amount of safeties like during the Super Bowl games. That's all I'd say. Uh, I guess I get what you're saying. That compared to a normal game, there's more. Yes, right. But uh, I'm not betting it now. Special teams or defensive touchdown? Is that one of the ones you like? That seems like one you would like. It is one of the ones. Because there's a lot there you can go for. I don't think it happens again. I, that's one of the five dollar bets I made. I, you know, some of these things aren't going to be uh, aren't going to be big money at all. I'm not even going mm-hmm. double digits. Uh, I only I did put it there because I like the idea. That there's a lot you can win it at any time. But the fact that you said it's 165, I think I got might have gotten a little bit better. But I didn't get I I think I might have gotten 185 offhand. I don't I can't remember every bet. But uh, it's not enough for me to put enough money on. If it was if I was plus 250, I'd have probably gone 50. Here's one that I like. First quarter versus fourth quarter. No, that's not good. I don't like my odds there. This is the one that I like. This is the one. I've read the wrong one. Second, there's a. am looking at like a thousand prop bets, so forgive me for... And by the way, a sad realization. It happened on the show like three weeks ago. Two weeks ago? I discovered that I need reading glasses. I've had 20-20 vision my whole life. And... Right around Christmas, I'm going off on a tangent but to explain why I misread something. But right around Christmas time, my son's six years old. He's got all these toys with all these instruction booklets. And there was a couple of them. And I was like, this is ridiculous how small this writing is. Like, nobody could read this. So I just chucked the instruction booklet aside. And then fast forward, I was doing the show. And I was trying to look at one of the reads. And I was like, man, is this blurry you guys print this out blurry and i realized at that moment and my cousin came in to visit us at the show he brought his little boys he handed me his readers and uh i could see it clearly so i do in fact need reading glasses for the first time in my life i don't need reading glasses but i do find myself that uh on the computer screen eh, i don't mind making it 125 percent yeah you know, make it a little a little busy a little a little easier in there maybe time that's kind of where i'm at yeah. yeah. If so, I hold, uh, like if I hold the I paper, if I hold the paper about two feet away from my face, no problems. It's any closer, which it should be, because holding the paper two feet and arm's length away is a ridiculous thing to do. So I probably should get reading glasses. But anyway, I misread this one thing because of that. The one that I like is second quarter versus fourth quarter most points scored. Fourth, fourth quarter, quarter plus. Plus 140. That's what I'm saying. Yep. You're getting I've plus got money odds there. I've got that. I've got more more, more points in the second half than the first half. I, lo- I love like those. Yes. I've already said it. I think the first quarter is going to be more of a feeling out, so I'm doing everything for the second half. Uh, that They'll open it up more, and they'll be more points scored. Yeah. Um, and it reminds me, and, and this one was an extreme one, but I was saying in uh, earlier in the show, uh, the NFL Network's been running these vignettes on the games, and they do the half-an-hour shows. This is what's happened in Super Bowl 31, Super Bowl 32. You know, you're, you watch the half-an-hour games. They do all the highlights. I rewatched the Panthers-Patriots one, which is exactly uh, 15 years ago. It's the Janet Jackson uh, halftime show, and that was a wacky game. That game was scoreless for 27 minutes. They scored combined 24 points in the last three minutes of the first quarter. That there was no points in the third quarter. And then the fourth quarter was a 1918 slugfest, crazy kind of game. It wouldn't stun me if this if this game mapped out like that, where there's, 
you know, they're feeling each other out in the first quarter. The Pats don't put up a lot of points historically in the Super Bowls in the first quarter anyway. I think last year, did they score a touchdown in the first quarter last year? Because they had not scored a touchdown in the first quarter in, like, their previous seven games. Something. Crazy. I think they did finally uh, set that aside. Yes. The first time in eight games, I believe. But it says a lot about the feeling out process. So I could see there being a feeling out process, a bunch of points in the second, and then the offenses get comfortable in the second half. Like, look at the Patriots won the AFC championship game, George, by giving up 31 points in the second half. Really was amazing. I mean, when you think about it, that's, think, but that's think, the, just think about that. It's insane. They gave up 31 points in the second half and they won. And that's why I think tomorrow, once again, points are going to be scored in the second half. I just think Agreed. that's when they'll both need to put the uh, maybe more caution to the window. They'll uh, figure they have they have something figured out. They have the demons figured out, and they'll uh, go for it more than they did in the first half. Yeah. Um, so yeah, this is yeah, the one that uh, uh, Elvin Silva liked. The will both teams lead in the first half. Uh, that's a pretty good one. Uh, we got the long field goal prop. Will the Patriots attempt a fourth down? Yes, it's minus one forty-five, but I feel good about them trying that. Uh, like I said, I'm trying to think. Oh, there was another bet that I really liked that I it just escaped me. Uh, ah, Team with the most penalty yards, Rams minus one twenty-five. Now, look, not every bet with value has to be plus money. Those are ones that we look for, but there might be some value there. The Patriots average a league low forty-four penalty yards this season. The Rams average over fifty, almost fifty-four. So, yeah, um, I, I would I would take that. That's one I don't yeah. mind taking at all. I don't. I think and the, the Pats. Uh, the Pats famously last year in the AFC, last year in the AFC Championship game and Super Bowl. They were a combined two penalties for 15 yards in the two games. So when it gets to this time of year, I think officials do hold on to the flags a little bit, but the Patriots also are extremely disciplined. Well, you can ask the Saints about holding on to flags a little bit now, couldn't no you? No kidding. Yeah, you really can't. Too soon? Yeah. Too soon? Uh, I don't, no, I don't think so. So a great uh, a great so. meme yesterday about, you know, it'll be 72 degrees inside the, uh, whatever the name of the Atlanta Stadium is tomorrow. It'll be very Which comfortable, and there'll be... No breeze. I tend to think that was like their last shot, too. That's that's the sad part. Um, they didn't play a good game. They obviously got screwed. They didn't play a good game. I, I, don't, I don't know what else to say. Run the ball. It. You don't have to worry about it. But, yes, they got screwed. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, that's right. Uh, they, they, they missed easy plays uh, throughout the course of the game. All right. So. A uh, couple of more. Uh, well, why don't we, since we're getting pretty close to it, we've talked about how we think the Rams can win it. We both think that Gurley needs to be a monster. Um, we think that the Brady, the, that the Rams defensively, that the Patriots offensively are going to attack with Edelman and um, White, as they normally do. But give me your X factors on either side. There's a lot of people buying into, on the Patriots side, a lot of people buying into the Gronk narrative that they're going to feed him because it's his last game. You think he's going to retire, by the way? I do. I do. I do. I, yeah. I, I don't I want do. him to. I enjoy watching Gronk a lot. Yeah, you're man, a big Gronk fan. Yeah. I am. And the man enjoys playing football, right? And he has a good time. And uh, I like that. But I think he's all, you can, you can see it, Mike. He's no nowhere near the same player. He's such a huge target. He's taking big hits after big hits after big hits. He was pretty good against the Chiefs, though. I have to give He that. was. He played a good he game. Won, and, and, you know, in one game only, you never know what's going to happen. 
But if I'm Gronk, I'm looking out for my long-term health here. He'll have other opportunities if he wants to be. Uh, he still wants to make major money, be an actor. He's not what The Rock told him, or work for ESPN, or one of these other uh, networks uh, covering football. If he'd like be a studio guy, I'm sure he could do that. But he hasn't denied health. it all week. He hasn't long-term denied health. it all week. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if he's gonna retire tomorrow. You know, you hear, well, okay, <coughs> hey, what's the Super Bowl? Hey, I'm retired. But I, I don't think he's coming back next year. I don't. Yeah. Set, but here's an interesting one, too, about Gronk, because people say, ah, he's not that healthy, he doesn't look the same. It's true, but he played a pretty good game against the Chiefs. Seven, the Patriots ran 94 offensive plays last week. Seven players played all of those plays. The five offensive linemen, Tom Brady, Rob Gronkowski. Played every snap. Yeah, as in, I love Gronk, and he's a very good blocker. But he doesn't get enough credit Excellent. for how good a blocker he is. And I think I that maybe, people think it's like it's new thing for him. He's no, been he's kicking fantastic tail, blocking for a decade for this whole decade. And in some ways, you know, if he doesn't play next season, I wonder if that's what they'll miss most. His blocking that's ability, not so much his parts. You know, he wasn't a great tight end this year as far as pass catching is concerned. But I wonder if they'll miss that blocking ability. Yeah, to your point, they won the Atlanta Super Bowl while Gronk was out with a uh, knee injury. And they got their tails kicked up front by Grady Jarrett. I bet you Gronk would have helped there. They were still able to win in spite of him not having caught a pass. But uh, Tom Brady was getting killed at one point during that game. So, uh, yeah, so give me your X-factor offensive players. They don't, it doesn't have to be a deep dive. But if I'll say it's White and Edelman. Uh, uh, are the main focus on the Patriots side, and then clearly Gurley and you would say Cooks um, are maybe the main focus on the Ram side. So give me somebody, and don't say Robert Woods, give me somebody that you think is an X factor on either side of the ball offensively. Well, like I said, I wonder if this is a Rex Burkhead game tomorrow, if that's who they're going to break out. You know, I've said it for years, you know, you don't trust a Bill Belichick running backs because he screws over fantasy owners, and I wonder if that's what's going to happen tomorrow. Yeah, this will be a big Burkhead game tomorrow to throw the Rams off. They're they're king on uh, James White. We'll get Burkhead involved. So I I do wonder that. For the Rams, I mean, Josh Reynolds. I like Josh Reynolds. I I really like this kid. I think he's better than your typical. I thought he'd be better. Right. I thought he'd be better. I've been annoyed. As I wonder if tomorrow is sort of uh, coming out. They can't cover everybody. Right, you can't uh, play the running game. Take away Cooks deep, Robert Woods. Someone's got to be going one-on-one coverage in a good situation, and I think that could be Reynolds. Okay, and uh, the Rex Burkhead thing on on the Pats side. You know, it's funny. Dane Dane Martinez and I placed a a long shot one hundred to one bet on James Devlin to score two touchdowns, and I said as part of our, I said as part of the narrative, like, yeah, it, it could be a funky. Patriots thing that they would do this but I said the reason that it probably won't happen is that Burkhead's going to take those carries I just the only thing I wish is that we hedged a little bit and put money on Burkhead because he did score two touchdowns last week um they got him there late and he scored the game winning touchdown uh in overtime so um yeah I, I think Reynolds is a possibility there has been a lot of talk about the Rams possibly using more 12 personnel, and that makes Gerald, Gerald Everett a huge X factor. Um, what's interesting about the Rams is that, especially when Cup was there, that offense is so concentrated. It was just the four guys that got the ball. Everett and Higby and Reynolds, back before Cup got hurt, were rarely targeted. I mean, very light parts of the offense. It was girly all day with 
all three wide receivers seeing like eight or nine targets a game. That's just the way it was built. It's obviously thinned out a little bit because Reynolds has not been able to exact the same role as Cooper Cup. But uh, I, I would imagine an X factor could be Gerald Everett. But I, I can't see him having a monster game. But even a five for 45 would be a, a unique factor in this game, especially if he keys a couple of first downs, George. They're throwing the ball more to Higby than Everett of late. Yeah. You know, so every time snapping him, but Higby has seen more targets. You're right. He's catching for for whatever reason. It could be game plan specific. We don't know why. I think Everett is the better uh, uh, tight end there, but they're throwing the ball more to Higby of late. So I don't listen. I'm not touching either one as far as uh, I'm not going to play that guessing game there. I don't know how much either one will be involved anyway, but uh, you probably have to use one of them in a, if you're playing a showdown slate though, you probably got to use one of those guys that I would probably throw Everett. I'd go with cheaper one. More than likely, I'm going with cheaper one of the two. Because yeah. Higby, I don't mind. I just don't mind. Because I think, once again, the numbers tell you. I think Everett's caught, what, two passes in three games now? And yeah. that's not very good. So uh, I think I'd rather have Higby there. That's why if he's cheaper, I get the best of both worlds. Um, What was the last thing? If this is a Chris Hogan game, I hate everyone. <laughs> I'm going to be so mad <laughs> if this is a Chris Hogan game. Wow. I, I, honestly, because I've talked myself out of it. Like it's not, <laughs> it's not going to happen. <laughs> As I choke on myself. <clears throat> Yo, he lives um, in Huntington. He does. Yeah. Long Island's own. I'm not saying I, I, I hate I don't, him. I don't think he's. I think his wife is Long Island. I don't think he is. I'm not saying I hate him. I'm saying I hate it. I hate everyone because I analyzed this thing a million times. I'm like, it can't be Logan. It's, it just doesn't make sense. And it'll so you're, be. You're an equal opportunity see, hater. I can see Dorsett actually scoring a touchdown on this one. Me too. That wouldn't surprise me. He scored a touchdown. And that you get like two to one odds on Dorsett. It probably has dropped because that number was a little bit too high. It was like plus 210 to open. But I can see them spreading around a little bit. I mean, hell, they scored 37 points. And they scored, what did they score against the Chargers? 45? Hell, they they scored, scored 45 more. and 37 points. So they're putting up a ridiculous amount of points. Uh, the Rams are the best defense of this bunch, or at least I would expect them to play better than the other two played, um, but I can see them spreading the ball around. So, all right, uh, you you like this to be more of a low-scoring affair in the 24-21 range, 28-24, uh, so I could see that, but you're taking the under. You like the Pats in the under. That's where you're at. Uh, I haven't said who's going to win the game. I have not said that. Aha. Uh-huh. But I do uh-huh. like the under. But I'm not betting the under that being said. I don't like it enough. <laughs> so, I'm uh, with you. I don't want to yeah, touch but, the total tomorrow. I, I uh, felt very confident in other years, but I don't feel confident about this total. If you're forcing me to pick a winner, all right, Mike. Uh, I guess, and I'm not betting this either, but, yeah, I'll take the Patriots. Just, I just have no choice until someone can beat them, and uh, no one can really do it on any kind of consistent basis. I'm with you. I got the Pats struggling with the total right now. But George is going to keep it going with Joe Galina on Weekend Fantasy Update. I'll be on tomorrow from 12 to 3. Thanks, folks. Have a good weekend.